0: From newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. Hi, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News ZB in a sillier package. I am Glen ZB. And this morning, uh, Trump uh, g- getting laughed at at the UN. Is that a bad look for Trump, or is it a bad look for the UN? Uh, We need to talk about uh, the state house... Situation: Mike's not happy. And then uh, my situation with Orewa Countdown, which is one of my local supermarkets. But before any of that, uh, the Whaiteri uh, leak. What really happened? It turns out she just wanted to be in the background. There's an exchange of words.
1: That part is not in dispute. There are raised voices. The inference being the press secretary should have known about the stand-up, alerted her minister to it, thus she wouldn't have missed it. What is in dispute is where the Whaiteri in the exchange grabbed the secretary by the arm and in doing so caused bruises. Bruising. The secretary says she did. fiteri says she didn't. There are no witnesses. So the lawyer who's done the report relies on the balance of probabilities, which is what they use in civil cases as a measure of guilt or innocence. On the balance of probabilities, fiteri is guilty. He believes the secretary, not the minister. And it's on that that fiteri is sacked. That is it. Beginning Middle and end. There are other players in the report. There are the interviews, the transcripts of the interviews, but essentially that is it. A grab of an arm, some bruises, and she grabbed me. No, I didn't. So a couple of conclusions. No, grabbing someone is not acceptable, but it's hardly the crime of the century. Fightery, in being exercised about a photo op, comes across as self-obsessed, self-important, perhaps slightly deluded, and clearly a pain in the bum to work for. Why the Prime Minister thought all this needed to be hush-hush, I've got no idea. It was a mistake on her part. This is not an explosive document. She could have released it or told us about it without identifying the press secretary concerned. Only ongoing issue is what appears to be a brewing resentment in the Maori caucus. Willie Jackson, for example, thinks fightery has been hard done by. She hasn't. But equally, I suspect in many people's minds, what they thought allegedly happened and what did happen are two different things. And that's the trouble with keeping this stuff secret.
0: It's a weird thing to come out and deny. I mean, it's very specific... The allegations are very specific, um, weird sort of list of th- th- things to make make up. And so then to deny that they happened, it uh, seems a little implausible. But anyway, we'll see what happens there, I guess. Uh, now, Trump being laughed at when he claims what an amazing job, unprecedented job he's been doing at the UN. Who looks worse out of that, him or the UN? The
1: trouble... I was thinking, out of yesterday's events, the trouble, of course, in defending Trump is that your first hurdle is he's a buffoon and makes any sort of defence a little bit difficult. But the laughter we saw at the United Nations and grab all the headlines around the world encapsulates in one small moment, I thought, just why the place is so disliked and so distrusted by so many of us. They are snobs. They're elitist, condescending snobs who, unless you have bought into their view of the world, see you as little more than an inconvenience and a Luddite. Laughing at people is bad manners. It's rude, it's unnecessary, and of all places that should appreciate that, I would have thought it's the United Nations. Allegedly, a global grouping designed to take on board the vast array of cultures, ideas, and political agendas and mould them into some sort of workable operation in the hope of making a better world. I'm not sure you're achieving that by belittling the world's most powerful country. In the areas it really matters, of course, they're an abject failure, and that is why, and they're too far up themselves, sadly, to have worked this out, but that is why we have seen the rise of people like Trump in the first place. It's why Sweden lost its Prime Minister this week. It's why Merkel virtually lost her reign as Europe's most powerful operator. It's why Britain is in the Brexit mess it's in. What an increasing number of people want, and what the United Nations dreams of, are two completely separate things. Our Prime Minister, of course, buys into the UN view of matters lock, stock and barrel. She's busied herself this week on things like mass migration and climate change and Syria, along with Anne Hathaway. It's halls full of lobbies congratulating each other, air-kissing and generally talking smack. When it comes to the aforementioned issues, they were talking about them, of course, last year as well. And the year before that. And the year before that. And for those who buy into all of this, they'll turn up next year and repeat words like, Something must be done. This is our time. We must act before it's too late. We are on the precipice... ...of no return. And the lobbies will applaud and retire for champagne and canapes, reassuring themselves they're changing the world when in fact no such thing is happening. And no such thing is happening because the rules are buggered and they don't want to change them. The veto on the Security Council, the old world permanent members of the Security Council, it's all designed to produce stalemate. And sadly, given it's now a club where thousands of jobs and lavish lifestyles are funded, the incentive to address any of this has long since vanished. So they pretend they're important and snigger at outsiders. And the sad, sad thing is, we as a member... Support all of us.
0: I mean, the, the thing is, though, the, rep- the UN representatives—they are—they just people too, and so to much as if I were ever had the misfortune of being in the same room as Donald Trump, I think I would find it very difficult not to laugh out loud at most of the things that comes out coming out of his mouth. I know, even though I'd be there and I'd know that I'm not supposed to, I just wouldn't be able to help myself. So I don't think you can really blame those ambassadors to the UN too much. Now, what's happening with state houses and who are entitled to them? Mike is keeping a close eye on this.
1: Just let me get this off my chest. I was aghast last night. TV3 had this story, I think exclusively. But this was the problem with state housing all of these years, and thank God the last government of nine years fixed it, and now this lot's undoing it again. 80% of state house tenants will no longer be subject to tenancy reviews every three years. 80% of them. In other words, if you're in a state house, you can stay there for life. Where do you think that leads? Where do you think that leads apart from dependency and a handout mentality and a long, long list of people who can't get access to a house? Why? Because the people who are in the houses, whether they need them anymore or not, are no longer tested as to whether they need them or not. That's what this government's doing to this country. The new criteria, tenants with young children, disabilities who are elderly, no longer need to prove they need public housing. So you can be in a public house for 60, 70 years, you could have gone in on the bones of your bum, desperate for help and getting the help that the state provides and good honours for doing it. 25 years later, you're back on your feet, you're working nicely, you're bringing in plenty of money, no-one's testing you, no-one's asking you, the house is yours forever. Is that insanity on a stick or what?
0: Not not 100% sure whether Mike's right or wrong there, or, but... It's a complicated issue, but I do commend his use of the term insanity on a stick and the word aghast. I had not heard anybody use the word aghast for ages on the radio. Uh, we're going to finish up here with what's gone wrong at Countdown O'Rewa. I've got some first-hand experience to relate shortly.
1: You'll note uh, reporter Julie earlier on uh, from Coles out of Australia is that for the first time in two years they've beaten Woolworths in sales. And they beat Woolworths in sales with little shops, you know, that uh, annoyingly simple game where you get with your shopping little little things, little bits of groceries, and the kids get the shop and the trolley and they play the games. And of course, what are little shops made of? They're made of plastic. Who's banned plastic? Supermarkets. Supermarkets banned the plastic bag, but then they produce the little shops. And here's the problem, because Countdown Orewa, Glen, Countdown Orewa, your area, your part of the world, the glorious hibiscus coast, Where it's perfect one day and beautiful the next. Correct. Asking customers to return shopping baskets. They had 200 of them. Now they've got six. And this has happened ever since they ditched the plastic bag. So they ditched the plastic bag and people said, no plastic bag. I know what's made of plastic. Oh, baskets made of plastic. I'll take that home.
0: 194 of them are missing. How many have you got? Well, I, th- I think it's more just the fact that it's, it's a thing with handles on it that you can bung shopping in.
1: Yeah, that'll be right. It's, it's called a convenient repository for your groceries. That's the role that the plastic bag used to play until they got all environmental about it. Uh, shopping trolleys are going missing around the country. Shopping baskets are going shop- are missing around the country, all, all because of banning the plastic bags. But they've got enough plastic left for the little shops because heaven forbid they should um, hurt their bottom line. So the plastic shop, they'll, say, they'll tell you the plastic's different, of course. The plastic in the little shop stuff is special plastic that when you throw it into the ocean and block the rivers, uh, it turns into food for the dolphins.
0: I so- actually got an email from Oriwa Countdown the other day thanking me for helping them <laughs> save the planet by jumping on board with their reusable bag scenario.
1: Have you a... Save the planet and be jumped on board with their scenario. I don't actually
0: shop there very often, to no, be honest. Exactly. I, I don't. Precisely. I wonder if they've got me confused with somebody else. It's called, ladies and gentlemen, Greenwashing. So um, then I was able to actually produce the email. I wasn't just making it up, you know. This is real life we're dealing with. I have the email.
1: I've got the decu- uh, docu- documentation. There's a leak. It's a leak from uh, Countdown O'Rewa. Hi, Glenn. Says the email. Hi, Glenn. Thanks so much for being part of our move to phase out single-use plastic carrier bags. With your help, Countdown Orewa alone has prevented an average 6,000 of these bags from entering New Zealand's waste stream every single day. However, sadly, we are missing some of our shopping baskets. Do you have one?
0: You've got a different letter to the one I'm reading. I might
1: have made that last part up, Glenn. We have been listening to your feedback. And I really don't of, think they have, <laughs> have been They've not thing? been listening to your feedback. Is this a cyclist-styled letter sent to you just randomly, Glenn, as a, is this push mail in which you weren't asking for it and they just suddenly want to get it in your, get in your grill?
0: I'd, I'd settle for them uh, sorting out the self-help checkout. So when I push the use my bag button... I don't then have to ask for help, wouldn't we all? It's always been, it's frustrating that because it's always been a personal matter of pride to me that I've I've never had an issue with the self-service checkouts until I've had to use my own bag. And then no matter how closely I try and follow the instructions, the red flashing light comes on and then a lady has to come over and swipe her card and then she couldn't even get it working the other day. So I don't, something's gone terribly wrong there. Um, the other disturbing thing about that letter from Countdown is that they also said they're going to stop selling straws uh, on the 1st of October, which gives me, what is that? Give me th- three more days to stockpile straws because how can I do my cocktails with no straws? It's, I don't know what's happening. What's gone wrong with the world? I am Glenn ZB. Uh, that was the rewrap. wrap We'll be back here with more uh, World Wrongness for you tomorrow. See you then.